You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. Don't struggle to align your organization's cybersecurity with business risk. Get the only solution that goes beyond reacting to threats with vulnerability and risk monitoring. You need the next evolution of MDR, and only Critical Start delivers it. Critical Start doesn't just monitor and respond to threats. They put you in control by detecting suspicious activities, quickly responding to contained threats, and identifying your most critical assets and protecting them against vulnerabilities and exposures. With continuous visibility, expert guidance, and measurable risk reduction, Critical Start has redefined what it means to manage cyber risk. Demonstrate provable security maturity to your leadership while positioning your program to achieve the greatest risk reduction per dollar spent. Stop fearing risk and start managing it with Critical Start. Visit criticalstart.com and request a demo today. That's criticalstart.com. Courts, responsibilities, and liabilities, Chinese spies in the FDIC, and a cover-up? Industry notes, the world of cybercrime, Pokemon Go is almost everywhere, and it's dragging some bad actors in its wake. And in California, there's a bad robot. You know who you are, bot. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Thursday, July 14, 2016. Two recent U.S. federal court decisions may have significant implications for users of the Internet. The first decision of interest comes from the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York in Enigma Software Group USA LLC v. Bleeping Computer LLC. The court found that an online forum operator couldn't assert publisher immunity against the claim that a volunteer moderator allegedly defamed a security product in that forum. In the other case, the Ninth Circuit has handed down its opinion in Facebook v. Vicani, and some legal observers find the decision a disturbingly broad reading of the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. The Volok Conspiracy, writing in the Washington Post, thinks the opinion made the defendant's state of mind crucial as opposed to what the defendant actually did. As the conspiracy points out, quote, It says that if you tell people not to visit your website and they do it anyway, knowing you disapprove, they're committing a federal crime of accessing your computer without authorization, end quote. The decision also seems to make it all the more important to read the EULAs, the end-user license agreements, those notoriously lengthy, turgid, hard-to-understand things you click through when you download, oh, I don't know, say, Pokemon Go. As HelpNet Security remarked in a different context, quote, I agree to these terms and conditions is now provably the biggest lie on the Internet. Communications researchers at York University and the University of Connecticut used a test site to establish what everyone knows. Almost no one actually reads terms and conditions or privacy policies. The science is settled, end quote. The U.S. House Science, Space, and Technology Committee has looked into an apparent Chinese government hack of the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation and concluded that the FDIC was indeed compromised. And more seriously, committee researchers concluded that the agency attempted to cover up the incident. In industry news, AppThority raises $7 million in Series B, and Samsung takes a stake in U.K. cybersecurity darling Darktrace. 
Investors continue to look forward to Intel's sale of its security business, even though they don't anticipate the company selling it for much more than it paid for it in the first place. In cybercrime notes, F-Secure reports that Lockheed ransomware is seeing a resurgence. FishMe publishes more details on the rock-loader-delivered BART crypto ransomware. It's especially active in Germany, the UK, and the US. The cross-platform, Java-based AdWind remote access Trojan continues to spread rapidly. Zscaler reports that the Sundown exploit kit is pushing Rig and Neutrino for black market share left by the effective disappearance of Angler and Nuclear. Sundown is run by the self-styled Yugoslavian Business Network, pretty obviously modeled on the much better known and notorious Russian Business Network. Much ransomware, of course, solicits payment in Bitcoin, but there's more to it than that. Cryptocurrencies are growing in acceptance. We spoke with Darren Stanchfield, the founder of KeepKey, a Bitcoin digital hardware wallet maker. Bitcoin is a peer-to-peer virtual currency, and sometimes it's referred to as a cryptocurrency because it uses cryptography to secure it. But it can be thought of more as like a global ledger that resides on a bunch of peer-to-peer nodes. When you transfer money in it, you're not really transferring money, you're assigning value on the ledger. You don't have to accept um, identification from a customer. They can just give you the Bitcoin, and the Bitcoin is good. So you, you have the Bitcoin, you can verify that you have the Bitcoin, there's no chance of it being reversed on you. It's like cash. So once you have it, it's, it's yours. So um, because Bitcoin is peer-to-peer, there's no central authority to reverse transactions. Once someone gets your private key and they make a transaction, they're gone for good, and there's no recourse. One of the key features of Bitcoin is its baked-in security. Let's say Bob wants to send Alice some money. Um, he, he, on this ledger, he creates a transaction that just assigns the value from his portion of the ledger to Alice's portion, and then he signs it, and he broadcasts that signature. And so everyone on the network can um, cryptographically verify that the transfer is authentic by Bob. So this block of transactions actually refers to the previous block of transactions, which refers to the previous block all the way back to the Genesis block, which was the very first Bitcoin block. And that's what you commonly hear as the blockchain. So to actually do a double spin on the network, you would have to override all the proof of work that ever took part in that blockchain. And that's why it's secure. It's not impossible to forge a Bitcoin, but it's mathematically unlikely. So it's secure, but it's also not possible to get your Bitcoin back if it falls into the hands of bad guys or girls. As a Bitcoin user, you're assigned a private key. And it's that private key is really what people think of as Bitcoins. So um, there's a couple different ways. You can, you can store your private key on your computer, um, but then anything that's on your computer can get to your private key and then to your Bitcoin. So viruses, malware. And then, um, you know, what was common in the past was for people to say, well, good security is hard. I'm going to trust a third party to do it. So there's online wallets that will store that private key for you and kind of abstract that away where you just kind of have a a web wallet. The last few years have been a move towards hardware wallets. And it's just about this this idea of keeping private keys offline on an air-gapped computer. Um, So this is really just like a personal HSM that keeps those private keys generated offline and they sign transactions offline. And so there's no, um, there's no way to extract a private key once it's generated on the device. If it all sounds a bit complicated, well, it is. But Stanchfield says one of the main benefits of a hardware wallet is to protect the user from their own mistakes. With a hardware wallet, you guarantee that you have the Bitcoins, they're in your control, and that it's very hard to stray 
and leak your private key and that's your bitcoins. But what the, the hardware does is it's so simple that it's really hard, difficult to do the wrong thing. You would have to go out of your way to do the wrong thing. You, and you would know that you were doing the wrong thing, like sending Bitcoin to someone else. That's Darren Stanchfield, the founder of KeepKey. The Ourmine hackers, known for their skittish compromises of prominent tech executives with weak social media passwords, claim they've taken down HSBC servers in the U.S. and U.K. The bank recovered rapidly. It's unclear whether any customer service was disrupted. Pokemon Go, its privacy concerns partly addressed if you've updated and done everything else right, continues its long march through the Internet. TechCrunch reports that the game already has more active daily users than Pandora, Netflix, Google Hangouts, and Spotify, and that it's installed on more devices than such popular apps as Candy Crush, Viber, LinkedIn, Clash of Clans, and Tinder. This is of security interest not only because of privacy issues, but due to the number of malicious apps trying to ride Pokemon Go's coattails. That number is exploding. Finally, we hear that out in, where else, Palo Alto, a security robot in a mall knocked down a toddler. The small boy wasn't injured, but he cried a lot. So, we have a clear violation of Asimov's first law of robotics. We mean, come on, it's not Skynet, but hey, robots, you're supposed to observe and report. Leave those poor kids alone. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use. With zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications, so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. And I'm joined once again by Dale Drew. He's the chief security officer at Level 3 Communications. Uh, Dale, you know, we, we toss around a lot of terms here on the CyberWire podcast, and uh, we talk about zero days, we talk about half days, but we don't often stop to take the time to explain what we mean by those. I was hoping maybe you could explain to us, what are we talking about when we talk about a zero day or a half day? You know, the security industry has its own dictionary, and uh, that dictionary is growing on a daily basis. 
you know, but but zero day and half day are terms where you know a zero day is an exposure that the industry is not yet aware of. Uh, it's, it's typically where a bad guy has gone through the source code themselves, um, have identified a, a weakness in that source code, and then uh, they utilize that source code uh, to weaponize it into an, an exploit or an exposure. A half day is, uh, ironically enough, an exposure that the industry is aware of, uh, but has not yet patched it or has no immediate plans to patch it. You know, A lot of uh, vendors will take uh, bugs or, or bug reports from the industry or from their own organization, and they will prioritize uh, those bugs to determine at what point that they're going to introduce them as a fix. So, you know, it, bad guys will monitor those open forums of people talking about um, uh, bugs they've seen. They will then identify if they can weaponize those uh, into exploits or exposures. Um, you know, the average uh, zero day it gives uh, an intruder about 10 months of undetected access to an enterprise. And the average uh, half day gives an intruder about eight months of undetected access to an enterprise. Um, so they're both very, very valuable commodities, you know, in the industry. And and then when we shift from from zero days and half days, and we're then we're talking about APTs or advanced persistent threats. Yeah. So you know, so once you know, so a bad guy right uh, identifies a half day or a zero day, uh, and then he weaponizes that into an exploit or an exposure. And then what he does is that he can then create a package that will uh, load or install that exposure on a victim and then uh, have the ability of, of staying re- persistent or resident on that computer for some extended period of time without being detected, as, as an example. That is what we call a, an advanced persistent threat. It's the ability for an exposure to stay resident on a compromised computer uh, and do its activity, uh, collect keystroke data, uh, download proprietary information from the company, uh, and send it to the bad guy without being detected and, um, and, and persisting for some extended period of time. Do we have any sense for how long a typical APT uh, rattles around inside someone's system? You know, at the average, uh, that's, that's the industry average has been around a year to a year and a half. Uh, and so, you know, if, you know, to sort of put that in context, you know, a, a bad guy essentially has access to your enterprise with the same level of access as most of your enterprise users for a year and a half. And that gives them the ability of downloading data. That gives them the ability of uh, monitoring keystroke data and passwords of uh, all the employees. And, you know, and the theory goes that the reason why that uh, it lasts for a year to a year and a half is because once the bad guy has uh, gotten access to pretty much all the data that they believe they need, uh, then they get a little bit more sloppy in how they're, they're managing that, that uh, access and that system, and they then become more detectable as a result. Dale Drew, thanks for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber.
And that's the CyberWire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners. We're always looking for ways to improve the N2K CyberWire network and maintain the intelligence-driven news experience that keeps you in the know on the latest developments in cybersecurity. We've launched our 2024 audience survey and would love for you to take a few minutes to share your feedback. And hey, there's even a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you complete the survey. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey and share your feedback now. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the dark net, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire. <laughs> 